Opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome, fashion friends, to Fashion Friday. I've got fabulous news today about Fashion Week. So let's start with that. New York Fashion Week, this is the update, I promised you all, as we've been talking about whether it's canceled, it's gone digital, and here's the scoop du jour. So as we know, New York Fashion Week, along with the fashion industry, has been at sort of adjusting uh, yet again to this global pandemic. And, you know, things are different because, and here's why, because someone asked me this recently and said, well, it's a fashion show. Can't they still do it just without an audience? And I said, well, you have to understand what that is the symbol of. That's like the beginning of the long chain of things that happen after. So, you know, um, we've had things like delayed supply chains, limited resources, um, manufacturers shutdowns or limited uh, employees, um, you know, closing brick and mortar. So all of this obviously affects the industry, in turn affects what's coming next. So, the fashion week, you know, all of this they have to take into consideration. So maybe a brand has shut, you know, 25 stores, or maybe a brand has limited resources, then they can they cannot put on a show. So not everyone is Chanel and just has ridiculous amounts of money anyway. Um, So and then, you know, you think of the bigger brands are having trouble, obviously, then the small designers up and coming, maybe they've just launched a year or two or five years ago, of course, they're going to be struggling as well. So um, I it's a lot of money to put on a fashion show, by the way, a lot. Um, so cue the CFDA. The CFDA is the Council of Fashion Designers of America. This is like the board um, of the fashion world. They basically are st- – they started a new platform it's going digital. It's called Runway 360. Basically, designers can show their pieces and choose the times and sort of engage with attendees as well because everything will be online. And uh, so they can choose to use this or not. So I've already seen the calendar. Um, not everybody's there, but, you know, it is shortened. I believe it starts on – I think it's the 13th – I think it's the 13th to the 16th. Fashion Week used to be like, you know, seven, eight, nine days. It's much shorter now, which I agree with that because it was a bit much. Um, and uh, again, the designers can kind of pick and choose their time slot as opposed to looking for a venue. And, you know, that was a whole thing in itself. And, uh, you know, not just affordability, but location. And, you know, do you want to be off site? Do you want to be kind of on your own? Do you want to be where there's other shows happening? You know, there's that, that whole spiel. So, None of that has to be taken into consideration, and everything is now digital. So brands can sort of use this platform to pick and choose their time and then engage with audience members. They can also then sort of use this as a business tool for future events, for for physical events, if they choose to do so once we get back to physical events, to to in-person events. Um, So... I think this is a great thing, Um, and like I said, I've already seen the calendar. There's quite a few designers on there. A few of my favorite ones are there. It it does start September 13th and starts with Jason Wu, and it ends with Tom Ford. Very exciting. So now, will everyone be able to see it? 
I don't know that answer yet, uh, but stay tuned for that because I will definitely update. I keep asking my sources and everyone, typical in the fashion industry, everything is last minute, hence the phrase fashionably late. It's def- That's where it's come from. And everyone's, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think so. Don't know. Don't know. Not sure. I get back to you. Get back. So that's been the uh, uh, update. I-, I think it makes sense to just, you know, if it's going to be on a platform that's it's digital, everyone should be able to watch. I mean, makes sense. So, but I don't know. So we'll see. Um, yeah, why wouldn't it, right? I don't know. I'm sure there's some... Uh, method to the madness behind it. Um, and I did look to see if shows were kind of overlapping because that's normally what happens in, you know, norm, normal. <laughs> What's normal anymore? But in past history, that's what happens. There's lots of shows scheduled, some overlap, unless you're going to, you know, where they have the shows. There's a couple of venues that there's a grouping of shows. So you can then see, you know, several shows, If again, if you're invited. Um, but then if a designer, let's say, Tori Birch, she likes to show her shows in uh, off-site locations. So then it's, you know, getting in the car or an Uber or taxi and going wherever that is. Some designers take their show out to Brooklyn. That was a trend for a little while. So I don't know if doing it all digital, maybe this makes more sense. It looks like um, each day there's shows one right after the other. It doesn't look like they're overlapping. So we'll see. I don't know. You have thoughts on that, Bob? You look like you do. I, I wondered, well, I was wondering to myself, would it make sense now to have an animated version of the fashion show? It, has it gotten to that point, being that it's going to be on a screen anyway? Or you want to see that the, the designer can actually create what his mind showed him. Right. So animated doesn't quite fit that. So yeah. I said, no, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, maybe for some I could imagine that. <clears throat> Not for all. Mm. It wouldn't suit the aesthetic of all of every yeah. brand or designer. But maybe well, for maybe some. Maybe they might take advantage of uh, placing the uh, the model and the clothing uh, in sets using green screen or using some of the, fa- the fancy effects they've been using in movies lately uh, instead of having a basic runway have the run, runway be in the middle of the Sahara Desert or something, you know, yeah. something wild and, and crazy like that. Uh, definitely. I like mm. the idea of a green screen. I mean, I mm. think you're right on that, um, which that's what I'm thinking. It will be interesting to see what designers will do. I can't imagine everyone is just going to set up, you know, a few cameras in front of a runway and it's just models walking down runway with music. Yes. You know, right. especially when a lot of them, I mean, New York shows are more geared to that, like, what I think is like that authentic runway show atmosphere, which, by the way, I love. Um, I appreciate the less frilly stuff. At the same time, I appreciate, like, for example, when I look at the Paris runway, uh, Paris Fashion Week or Milan, which I'm not, I'm not there. So I'm only watching it on online and their sets. And I mean, they're just extravagant. You know, Chanel, for example, builds out basically like a, it's almost like a small city sometimes. Or like you said, the Sahara Desert where they bring in actual sand dunes. So that obviously, because I'm not there, I appreciate that I can watch it online. And the filming can be done differently this way too. Right, you can do way more close-ups and different yeah. angles than you normally would get. Absolutely, because you could have several, so many different cameras. You yep. could have like a shoe camera, just looking at the shoes. You know, close-up of the jewelry. Yeah, because or, the, the one walk down the runway 
could be actually half a dozen different times stitched together. Right, right, right. With the camera at different locations. Yeah. Heck, you could have one that's mimicking the the model her, herself. She's walking and she's looking around. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Almost like a GoPro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need that too. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, they should hire us. <laughs> they should hire us. We're yeah. We have great ideas. Who do we call CFDA? Uh, yeah, I I am with you. So I'm definitely going to be watching whatever shows I can. If I can watch them all, I will. I'm excited. I'll I'll be reporting back and talking about it. Um, and if I do find out, let me think. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I have one Friday before it actually starts. Um, if I find something, I think I'm going to post it on my social media. I'll post it on, let's say, Instagram, my stories maybe of where to watch. I will definitely post the site. And um, if it's, you know, anyone can watch, I will post it. So be sure to follow me. At least follow my stories um, on Instagram. It's wardrobe underscore envy, E-N-V-Y. Um, yes. And so... Having said that, uh, I'm going to take a quick break, actually. And when oh. we come back, we're going to talk about sneaker trends. <laughs> Yay, because we talk Lots so much about sneakers. Virtually all I wear anymore. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. So you don't, don't want to miss this uh, on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677. Or visit them at adcorpmg.com. Adcorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, so let's talk shoes. One of my favorite topics. And in particular... 2020 sneaker trends and going into the fall now. So I've talked a lot about shoes and athleisure and, you know, what we're wearing these days. I personally, you know, I'm a high heels kind of gal. I'm all about the platform. I've always been. I always say uh, my joke is I'm allergic to flats. You know, I, I use that hashtag sometimes on social media. Um, I just, I'm not comfortable. I don't actually don't like it. Um, I'm used to being in heels. So the higher the better is in my opinion. So, but having said that, I'm wearing a lot less heels, of course. I'm not getting as dressed up. Um, and when I am, I want to be still be comfortable um, and just less formal. So, not that I'm not comfortable in my heels, I usually am. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, looking into some of the sneaker trends and not just the trend, but the so. Comfortable, comfortability and practicality and aesthetic. So all of that combined because I am not the, you know, if it didn't look good and didn't work with the outfit, I wouldn't wear it. I would, I would still wear a heel, even if it was, you know, meant I was a little bit more dressed up than I needed to be. So I think, 
you know, high effort dressing is a lot less popular and, and less needed these days. So I think you have to consider some of these trends to just to sort of kind of up your shoe game and think about, you know, what's the next thing. Again, personally, I think I've gone from owning, I don't know, a few years ago, maybe maybe four or five pairs of sneakers. And I don't know how many heels. <laughs> I don't I honestly don't. I I'm not even gonna venture, I guess. Uh, my husband's listening. No, kidding. <laughs> he knows. They're all on display. He knows. Um, but now I look at my sneakers. I'm like, wow, my little sneaker collection has grown significantly and more for purpose as opposed to, you know, want, just wanting new shoes. So what about the high heel thing? Mine? High heel sneakers haven't normally worked. No, no. But a platform and uh, so I was going to ask you, do the platforms work for you as yes. well as high heels do? 100%. Uh-huh. Yeah. 100. So that's my that's my go-to. I mean, everything from a little tiny, and I'm talking like could be just one-inch platform to three, four-inch platform. Mm. I, have a, I have them all. <laughs> they look a little like a Frankenstein shoe, but I like it. I don't know, something weird about it. There's some something weird about the, for me, now I have a small foot, so let me preface it with that. And I do believe when you have smaller feet, you can get away with certain things that you can't normally. I mm. will say that. So um, sometimes shoes will just look too heavy, visually heavy, if it's a bigger size. And um, you have to be careful. So there's that. And then it's also just part of my quirkiness. It's part of my aesthetic is to have, like, one thing that's a little weird. Sometimes it's a piece of jewelry. Sometimes it's a bag. Sometimes it's a shoe. So, again, that works into my aesthetic. So if it doesn't, then it's not you. Um, but here's what I found when I did a little digging on what is here to stay and what is, has come back from the past and kind of reinvented. So first of all, high top sneakers. High top sneakers talking going retro, like the old school Nike put out some, and I love them. It's, well, Converse, All-Stars, that kind of thing? Absolutely. All right. Speaking of Converse, All-Stars, I wish I had a picture. I'm going to have to wear these for you next week, Bob. Um, I bought a pair of old school black high top Converse. However, mm-hmm. they have a platform on the bottom. This Ooh. big, yes, and actually a little tiny, almost like a, I want to call it like a tooth looking uh, tread at the bottom. Wow. Really cool. Yeah. It's probably like a two-inch platform, white rubber bottom, and then it, on, on the bottom of that is a tread, a little tiny, like like little Vs. Are they actually like. made by Converse? They are. Okay. They are. There's Yeah, and they come in different colors. It's one of their new things. I forget. It's called like Run, Walk, Hike or something like that. It's called, <laughs> or, I don't know. I saw it. I saw it, uh, gosh, last winter or last fall maybe. And had to have it. I thought that's the only way uh, I can wear a Converse sneaker. Because personally, I've tried Converse. They're uncomfortable for me. They're too flat. Mm-hmm. Not enough arch support for my foot. So I like the look of a Converse. I think they're really cute on guys, girls, any you know anybody, and any look. But they've always been just uncomfortable for me. All right. Until I found this one. There's a platform. They're a little bit softer. There's a better arch support. So... It's kind of like my my issue with Doc Martens. I finally p- found a pair of Doc Martens that I like that has a platform. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yes, so high tops going retro, really clean and simple, um, which I like this idea. Also, this rainbow trend. So not it could be literally rainbow or it's just multicolored. Lots of brights, uh, bright colors. This is huge. So think about what do I always talk about the trend in apparel? Tie-dye. 
Um, think that. So think like multicolor. It doesn't necessarily have to look like a rainbow. So this has been a trend, just kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from the simple black and white high top or blue and white high top. And then I saw all this other stuff. I thought, wow, it's we're at the other end of the spectrum with lots and lots of color. So it's not color blocking then. It's no. kind of a pattern. Yeah, pattern. It could be if let's say they're Nikes, then it could be the, you know, the tongue is one color, the swoosh is another color, the toe cap's another color. Well, that's seems like color blocking. It, yeah, kind of. But um, I also saw pattern, too, in okay. there. I also saw ones that look almost holographic. Oh. They weren't Nikes. They were just, I was just looking through lots of shook. So the, so it's a mixture mm-hmm. um, of stuff. A li- color blocking, but also just lots of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I saw a lot of, like, like, two colors or three colors put together, kind of blending. Um, I also say what I call this category fun soles. This is, this is my category, my favorite. So no more just a rubber sole. Now everything has texture or a bit of a lift, which is what I was talking about with the converse. Um, the lug tread on the bottom of a sneaker. And to me, this is like a hybrid. Um, and, and I feel like yeah. we, we've been talking about this. I mean, men's shoes, it's a sneaker on top and Vibram soles on the bottom, which is right. basically something off your hiking boot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I know we've talked about this. You have a pair, don't you? Didn't you buy well, a hybrid? Well, I'd, I'd say that the Adidas or Adidas yeah. <laughs> trail running shoes that I have, a very aggressive tread pattern. Yeah. It's not Vibram, but it's a very aggressive tread pattern. But it put you slide it on or you tie – is it a lace-up? These are lace-up. Lace-ups. Which I'm thinking about buying new laces for that are uh, elastic laces with a quick uh, clip or um, locking thing at the top right. so I don't have to tie them. Right, right, right. It's easy I'm to – I'm going to slip on with virtually every shoe I've got. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, just reset age is all. <laughs> That's right. We, we can blame lots of stuff on the pandemic, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> or or yeah. we could say it's age, whichever. All right. <laughs> um, yes, I agree. And, uh, you know, we've seen this trend. So this is one that's here to stay. And I have to tell you, I love it for guys, for gals, um, even kids I've seen. And, again, there's lots of variations. Like you're talking about th- that one. I've seen things that almost look like a Tiva sandal, but then it, it's like a Tiva and Nike had a baby, and it's this, you know, love child. Mm. Um, I own a few myself that are, you know, uh, neoprenes. The ones I have on today, there, it's a neoprene shoe. It slips on, but then the bottom has this, you know, kind of a tooth-looking, jagged tooth-looking sole. Um, Looks like you could run on water. It's such an aggressive-looking sole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, the Pradas I had too. I knew there was something else that you've seen. They're uh, a sneaker lace-up style, but the fabric is a thicker hiking style fabric i want to oh, say yes. almost like a thick thick canvas mm. nylon maybe and then the tread it looks like it looks like i have tires under them you know it's like <laughs> a really heavy thick t- um so there's a lot out there boots are kind of going in that direction too by the way and we're talking about sneakers but boots are definitely going in that direction so, so the chunky style the chunky style yeah. yep the platforms not all platform but just chunky style looking um also velcro oh, saw yeah. lots of that coming back yeah so last season i saw this and there was a pair of shoes a pair of sneakers that i wanted i did not end up getting i think i got something else and the velcro was kind of around the back of the heel purely aesthetic 
And I thought, oh, that's cute. And then I saw another pair at some point that they were on top where more, where the laces would be. But it was lace-up and Velcro. I thought, okay, again, probably more aesthetic but maybe a little functional. Um, now I'm seeing straight-up Velcro like old school. So, what You reminded me when you see the combinations of things of the hiking boots I've seen that are lace-up hiking boots with a zipper on the side. Which oh, yeah. is the weirdest thing in the world, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, know. yeah, I've yes, I've seen that. I actually used to own a pair of dress boots like that. They were. I'm trying to think about this. Uh, yeah, and I, I never ever. La- I just kept them laced. Sure, that's longer, yeah. and then just put them on and zip them. Yeah, yeah. that's the easy thing yeah. to do, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on what you're into, personal choice, of course. But Velcro, obviously, easy on, easy off. I like these trends. Listen, I liked them when I was a kid. I would definitely <laughs> wear I'd like them now for different reasons. You know, um, I'm sure if Nike did one or or Adidas or, or a brand that I like, I'm sure I would, I would do it. For me, it's more about the silhouette. That's what the sneaker's about. I, now, don't laugh, but I purchased a pair of sneakers online for $29. Wow, you beat me. The last ones I bought were 35 and I thought, well, that's pretty good. I thought, I thought, okay, these are plastic. These are coming to me and they're going to be, I'm putting plastic on my feet. But I was okay <laughs> with it because they're really, really cool. So I got them. I finally got them. I thought, okay, let's see how bad these are. And they're not bad. They're not bad at all. I'm, I, maybe I will wear them one day and not tell you and let's see if you know. <laughs> At, at first glance, of course. All right. Um, but I have to say, but they're exactly what I'm describing. Big and chunky and, you know, the sole. They look really cute. I thought, okay, well, it doesn't really matter. I could wear these to walk the dogs, you know, or or not. Um, whatever. Well, that's for a good point. Yeah. 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 And I feel like, you know, fall, winter is coming, bad weather, sometimes when it's yeah. rainy and it's muddy yeah. or snowy, whatever, I can... These shoes won't, it won't matter because they were $29. So cost per wear is going to be down to two cents. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's the um, sneaker trends that I wanted to get to. Like I said, my favorite one is the platform one. And um, that, that whole dad sneaker that we talked about last season, I talked about that big, chunky, old school, 80s looking Reebok. It's that. So that's here to stay. Ah. So it's that. Even more, even more, even chunkier, hmm. um, which I think is super cute. Uh, when I see, like, young girls, or not that it's an age thing, but I happen to notice it more on younger gals because I think to myself, oh, they didn't see it the first time it was around. That's right. And uh, I don't know. There's something refreshing about it when they're wearing, like, a sporty little outfit and then these chunky shoes. I think something about that juxtaposition I like. Um, so... I wanted to get to a couple of questions that I had from the website. Oh. And by the way, updating my website soon. So stay tuned with You can still send in questions on both my website and my blog. Um, blog is wardrobeenvy.com. And you just hit the contact tab and it will say um, professional inquiries. We're changing that soon. And I'm going to have a tab that says ask the stylist. So um, you can still use the tab, the contact tab. Once I change it, that's going to be the button that I'm going to send out questions uh, through my social media and then I'll answer them here on air. So stay tuned for that. Um, but in the meantime, I had a couple questions coming in through my social media that I gathered and I thought, well, I'd like to read these online. These are so I haven't done this in a while. And I have one from Jenna from Greenwich. 
And she says, what is the best way to pack for a weekend road trip now that we're not traveling as much? Love this question, Jenna. Um, So here's my advice. First of all, I would say, okay, you have to understand one thing. I'm an overpacker, always. And uh, however, flying a lot or used to fly a lot, I got it down because obviously there's a weight limit. Um, and I knew exactly what that was. I, we would laugh at my, in my house. I could pick up a heavy suitcase and, and we joke, but I literally will be within two pounds. I'll say, yep, that's 52 pounds. And my husband will laugh, but honest to God, he, we get to the airport and we would wait till we put it on the scale and look at each other. And I literally will be within two pounds always. And he's like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I don't know either. I just would lift it and I just know. Nope, that's over. That's over by four pounds or whatever. So, um, however, on a road trip, when you're not flying this is a whole nother can of worms because guess what you can overpack you don't have to worry about weight (laughs) um you know and I always think like no 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 I'm gonna streamline I'm gonna be really good but here's what happens if you don't pack what you want now there's a limit to really overpacking I'm not suggesting you're filling up the car for two days um but if you don't bring what you want then you either end up buying something you probably shouldn't or you're just not wearing what you want. And this is a vacation. You should be in whatever you want to be, as dressed up or as casual as you want to be. What I end up doing is I pack the suitcase itself really well, everything I have, maybe a little bit extra. And then I end up sneaking other things in the back seat, like, oh, here's another pair of shoes. Oh, here's another coat. I always end up bringing extra coats and little bags with shoes in them that I always think, well, let me just throw those in a little little bag and sneak it in the back. Oh, let me, uh. And there ends up being like 14 little bags in the back seat and then one suitcase I'm like but I only packed one suitcase so totally admitting this right now I can't believe it anyway my solution to all of that is packing a color theme so don't pack anything too bulky and outfit plan so you've got to kind of take the time out and kind of lay things out outfit plan it take a quick picture with your smartphone then you have it oh what was I going to wear with these pants oh yeah it's that top these pants these shoes you have it in your phone so kind of try it on lay it on the bed take a quick picture with your phone and um, that's what I would do I would pack in a color theme of maybe three colors no more and everything is interchangeable and for sure so it's not boring it's you can add lots of accessories I always bring way too many accessories but jewelry usually but they're small it's a lot smaller to pack accessories or maybe a couple different handbags um, I can tuck into to my bigger bag and um, then I'm happy then I still feel like me because I'm changing things up yet it's not too much um, one other question I got Laura from Rye asked for quick tips on a last minute hem I really love this question so I have two really good things. One, you can buy at CVS. They have a iron-on, press-on hem hem tape. It's very easy. So it's very quick. Even in a hotel room, in a quick pinch, you just fold it up, put the little white tape in, and press it with an iron. So it's no, done. no stapling. Nope. No, <laughs> no stapling. Um, and it's and it's temporary. So you can then pull it apart slowly. Oh. You know when you need to. Yeah. Or it stays. I mean, it really works. The other really good. This is from my stylus bag. It's top stick. It's actually toupee tape, but top stick. This is an old stylus tip by the way Hmm. you can use it for anything keeping blouses in place keeping whatever a hem whatever it may be in place it's double-sided tape basically but it works really well because it's made for toupees so top stick also available at cbs 
On that note, that'll do it for me this week for Fashion Friday. Join me next week for more fashion on 1490 WGCH. Don't just stand there. Let's get to it. AM 1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The U.S. economy added 